Welcome to the Billionaires, the best fucking podcast in your universe, with your hosts, Mick Swagger and Luke Davis. Okay, so what you need to do, fill up the five-gallon jug, okay, and then you pour that into the three-gallon jug, and then... You empty out the three-gallon jug, and then you pour the two gallons that's in the five-gallon jug into the three-gallon jug, right? Right. So you've got yep. two gallons in the three-gallon jug, okay? Yep. And what you do, you fill up the five-gallon jug again, all the way to the top, and then you pour that into the three-gallon jug, which had two gallons in, okay? And that's where you get the one gallon of empty space, and then that gives you the four gallons. Four gallons. In the five gallons. <laughs> I think I've actually... I, I don't even think I ever really understood that properly in the film. Yeah. And uh, I've actually finally understood it. It's just quite impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, couldn't, I, couldn't get to to, yeah, I couldn't get to sleep one night when I was about 40 or 15. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm sick of just coming in halfway through when they figure it out. And like, I just wanted to work out what it was. Uh, that's good man that's good you did that well thanks yeah it made me think about it we were um, just fucking around on Twitter again the other day when we should have been working and uh, there was a guy who was adamant on Twitter moments that Die Hard the first one uh, was not a Christmas film oh it's that time of year again when every prick with a Twitter account goes, yeah. Die Hard's not a Christmas film I know what's the popular opinion and the general yeah. consensus <laughs> well I'm going to say the other thing and the people will think that I'm interesting when really I'm a fucking moron but yeah, he said, it's not a Christmas film, it just happens to be set at Christmas. So uh, Luke fired up the old cannon. <laughs> was like, you know what? That means Home Alone isn't a Christmas film. It's just set at Christmas. It's, a, it's just a home invasion film. And uh, I thought, yeah, you know what? So I tweeted that at him. No reply. Uh, um, so like t- most of your tweets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just out into the fucking air. Into the Twitterverse. Yeah. Passing that as a win, though, aren't you? I am, yeah. I wonder what that fucking um, kid in Home Alone's dad did because that house was amazing. I know. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a there's a theory about that, isn't there? Is there? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh god, I wish I, I wish I could remember it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try and look it up before the uh, episode's ended. But I think there's an amazing theory about what uh, what's his name McAllister. Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister yeah. yeah. Is that that that's isn't that that's not the Oh, that's the kid's name. Mr. McAllister. Um, Daddy McAllister. Right, I think I might be able to find it. Um, Old money bagged McAllister. Uh, it's a pretty I, pimp street, really. Isn't yeah. It? To be fair, it was the eighties. Everyone was rich. That's it. It's cocaine money. Cocaine money. Um, let me uh, uh, keep talking. Let me see if I can <laughs> keep, keep vamping. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. I might. I might have found it. Okay. So it says those of us who spend most of our lives watching films always ask the same question, though: How the heck did Kevin McAllister's father and mother afford to send such a large family, thirteen or so people, on an expensive first-class Christmas trip to Paris, while also owning such a large, spacious home? It says, a handful of movie sleuths on Reddit were able to put the question to rest somewhat by sharing an important, somewhat hidden tidbit of Home Alone history. Uh, I haven't got to this point yet. Um, is it so... uh, the kid drinks a lot of Pepsi and wets the bed? Is, it, is he a Pepsi mogul? <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, oh, yeah. So there's one that's quite boring, I think. Um, the most boring one is like something like he's a prominent businessman, like a day trader. And Mrs. <laughs> well, McCallis is a fashion designer. Yeah, so... What a oh, scoop. Yeah. He's a businessman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, all the mannequins man. that Kevin was able to use in the party scene, as in Kate McAllister being a fashion designer. Oh. Um, all the so mannequins? We'll you mean the one mannequin and a cut out of Michael Jordan? 
Yep, that's the two. Cool. Uh, she used to use the Michael <laughs> a, Jordan cutout. And yeah, he a, yeah, he was a train set designer and a figurine collector and he was, air rifle um, uh, antique <laughs> dealer. <laughs> so the other theory, which I think is more interesting, I think the one I've seen, is that Mr. McAllister could likely be in the mob or something along those lines. It makes sense after a few beers. Another theory has Uncle Frank the look what you did, you little jerk, actually hiring the wet bandits to rob the McAllister home. So there's a couple of theories going around, which uh, I always think is quite interesting with anything like that, because they're obviously all made up. Yeah. They wouldn't really go to shit that much. Um, Nice. But I think the important thing is, you obviously have said what makes a Christmas, well, what makes a Christmas film? Yeah. Yeah? Like, you know, if that, if if Home Alone and Die Hard aren't Christmas films, uh, I mean, what the fuck is a Christmas what the bloody hell is a Christmas film? <laughs> what are we all doing? Uh, 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 I mean, what's your what's your feelings on it? What, well, I think well, this is this is the fucking thing that that guy said as well. It's not a Christmas film, just in the same way, basically, that Lethal Weapon isn't a Christmas film. It's just oh yeah, he said Die Hard is just set at Christmas, so is Lethal Weapon. It's like no, mm. well they're both Christmas films. They're I mean they're set at Christmas. Christmas there's like a shootout around a bunch of Christmas trees in Lethal Weapon. So mm. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's not. I'd like... say it's a Christmas film. I never thought about it, but it is now. Yeah, I mean, I think like if you, if I was, if we spoke to John about it, John would like be, uh, be like, yeah, Die Hard and Lethal Weapon and Die Hard Two. Obviously, that's set at Christmas, but it's on. It's a plane film then. Or, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking uh, looking at plans with Marv and like wearing a big coat <laughs> in the snow film. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know. I mean, like, okay, so I've just gone on Rotten Tomatoes and, I, and I've had a look at the top 25 Christmas films. Mm-hmm. See if you can um, see we, if you can get some of them. Are we guessing... Uh, what, oh, okay, just any of them. In the top 25? Uh, yeah, in the top 25. So we've obviously got Home Alone. It's got to be in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my think, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Home oh, Home Alone no. 2? Uh, no, no, neither what? Home Alone's in there. Oh, I really? know like Home Alone Two's in there, but the first one's not. That'd oh, be weird. What, what about the Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, I, again, it's odd. in the film title. <laughs> uh, no, it is. Yeah, number six. All right, yeah, number that, six. That would have oh, been, been silly. I almost, I almost uh, upset you there. I'm sorry. The, uh, okay. <laughs> it's definitely got... in there. Number six. Oh, yeah. Okay. We've got to have a Christmas Carol. So, yeah, uh, a Muppets I'm Christmas not... Carol. Uh, I don't even think the Muppets one is in there, but the Christmas Cow is. Uh, the, the 1951 version, which oh, evidently yeah. is not as good Ugh. Yeah, as the other one. How um, about uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Mm. Uh, that will definitely be in there, 100%. I think that's actually number one, actually, in the list. So, oh. um, but that's just a suicide attempt. Sat, exactly. sat near a bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just not... Christmas. Yeah, um, so, okay, so you, you've got a few of them. There's some, there's some films I've never heard of, I'll be honest. Like, And there's a lot of old school films, like The Holiday Inn, 1942. Mm. Never heard of it. Miracle yeah. on 34th Street, I have heard of, obviously. Oh. That's 47. The Shop Around the Corner, 1940. Uh, Grinch Stole Christmas, 67. So, you know, all these films are like, Die Hard. So, The Nightmare Before Christmas is probably the most, the sort of coolest one so far. That start, you know, at number six. Mm. You've got Die Hard at number seven. Um, which is pretty solid. You've got a film like Arthur Christmas that came out in 2011. Oh. It's a CG film. What the fuck, man? Like, kids yeah, about that. Um, Christmas Story, uh, again, odd. 1983 does not look like a film we've ever seen. Uh, my favourite one, though, of the list, 
uh, is uh, well, trading places. By the way, is in there. Which oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, an elf, uh, classic gremlins. So they were all, all, all good entries. My favourite one, uh, which now makes sense, but I wouldn't have said it was a Christmas film, but maybe it is. Batman Returns. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, Christmas. Is. Just don't don't think about that. So yeah. you know, yeah. uh, again, don't don't show the list to that guy on Twitter. He would not be happy. Man, I really wish this is fucking Twitter. I'm mad about Twitter all the time. I just wish you like. Like, I just wish A, I hadn't seen that tweet. <laughs> or, now that I've seen it, I wish I could be like, get a hold of that guy and be like, you know what, here's why you're wrong. If you're going to like blurt that out onto the internet, like, just to cause a ruckus, like, you really need to... Uh... Well, here's a pro-life tip for you. When you're on the internet, don't ever read any comment section of anything ever. And your yeah. life will be incredibly enriched. Yeah. In every way... Yeah, see, I, I think if you do, you've got to laugh about it. But I yeah. think um, you can't. You can't. I mean, Tom, you, you like a reply, don't you? You, you do yeah, like a response. Yeah, man. I love, yeah, I love wading in and <laughs> staying people straight and then having no response and then just regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, write, I often write messages and then I'm like, oh, I'm not sending that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be clever and I'm just coming off a complete dickhead. Yeah. So I just sort of uh, ignore it. So. Um, maybe that that makes me feel a bit better than I might whatever yeah I got into it with someone on Facebook again recently after um, we played at Oktoberfest and uh, I was like oh I'm just I don't normally do it but I thought you know what I just want to like see we did a really good set and I wanted to like see if there was any reviews on Google or (laughs) anything and the the first review that I saw that was on Google but then like went to somebody's Facebook page was what a waste of money shit bands and overpriced beer <laughs> so, really great yeah, so I sent her a message it was like oh, I was in one of those shit bands and uh, I wondered if you could tell me when you're playing a gig so I could see how it's done properly <laughs> and, uh, did he respond yeah yeah she responded and uh, she, somebody, some, like, yeah, somebody else weighed in as well because she was moaning about like uh, you had to pay a deposit for the glass um, and she was like, "Oh, it, it ruined everything. It was one pound fifty to buy a glass and the glass <laughs> deposit." And then someone was like, "Oh, I worked at the glass deposit, and it was a deposit, so you could have got your one pound fifty back." And she was like, "Oh, but I only bought a card and I didn't have cash, and the one in Surrey was much better." And uh, oh, fuck off to Surrey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, I'm sorry. I know. And yeah, then she accused me of throwing all my toys at the pram. Which so. you did do, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she said my brand was shit. That's like, oh, fucking crusty old motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. she, she had a point. I'm starting with her. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't have to say it to me. <laughs> I <laughs> read it. Dear, oh dear. Never mind. So anyway, to uh, that guy on Twitter, Die Hard is a Christmas film. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> you're a dick. Interlude. <laughs> 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 talk jim carrey uh do i yes i do i do actually yeah p-a-r-t-y <laughs> because you're gonna talk about it Alrighty uh, then oh man yeah right. you uh yeah you've watched jim and andy on netflix i have indeed did you like it and like me not fully understand what you're watching but enjoyed it and would recommend it 
I, indeed, I absolutely love what I was watching. A problem is, I don't know who the fuck Andy Kaufman was. So it was a bit difficult. You know, they showed loads of footage of him. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know who he is. As in, like, it, it, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a, a recognised comedian. No. Uh, massively he, to us yeah, over here. I, mean, I was really surprised um, he was on Saturday Night Live. I mean, I don't know if he, did he host it? Or was he, like, it, it wasn't quite clear. Because they had, like, footage of his Saturday Night Live um, uh, was it interview, whatever they call it, like test tape. Yeah. Um, was he just a writer though? Maybe he was just a writer. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but, um, he was really good. But, have you seen? You haven't seen it, have you? No. Oh, it's awesome. So, have you seen Man on the Moon? No. With Jim Carrey, latest guy. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I've never actually seen it. Oh enough. really? Oh, it's yeah. a really good film. It's crazy. Like I really love it, and. Um, but it's one of those ones where you watch it and you're like, yep, that was cool. Like, quite like you get like emotionally invested in the guy and everything. And like, it's quite like, because uh, it's basically like a sort of biography about him. Like, if the spoiler alert um, dies at the end. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, you're like, it's quite sad and everything. And there's loads of funny bits. It's really interesting. Um, and then, so this film, like the Jim and Andy one, is about Jim Carrey making this film. And he was like in character like the entire time, but Andy Kaufman was like a really weird. Um, he did. He was in Taxi, and he did stand up, and he did like little weird kind of jokes on like Letterman and like all these like. Big he had an alter ego as well, so he had an alter ego. Uh, yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony Clifton. Clifton. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So, Tony Clifton. Um, there was like I got quite into it re- like maybe a couple of years ago because they had Bob Zamuda who. Is in the documentary. Yeah, he yeah. so at the end of Man on the Moon, um, Andy Kaufman dies, and he has this alter ego called Tony Clifton, who's like a really horrible, racist, sexist, uh, like kind of yeah, down and out like lounge singer. Mm. But he thinks like he's the shit and everything, and he's just like you know like a bit of a monster basically. Um, who's one of these Andy Kaufman characters. Um, but like when Kaufman did it, he would like be him for like ages. Like he'd be him all day, or he'd be him for like a few days or something. And completely go into it. Um, <laughs> and when Kaufman died, um, like at the end of Man on the Moon, they're all like sat in like their favorite bar or whatever, and really sad. And then Tony Clifton like gets up on stage. Yeah. And in the film, the guy who Bob Smooda's supposed to be playing, I think, is Paul Giamatti. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and then in Man on the Moon, Paul Giamatti like is at the bar and watches Tony Clifton come on, and he's like, "Oh, is that Kaufman or who is that? Is Kaufman really?" And it's it's sort of supposed to be like he led this kind of crazy life where people to this day aren't completely positive that he's dead, and he could have like pulled a two pack move and just uh, um, like faked his own death or something, and he like. Because he like completely committed to any joke or any character yeah. and stuff, he he wouldn't ever like like you'd never know whether um, he actually died and stuff like that. But anyway, in the Jim and Andy film, uh, yeah, he Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman. Like he makes people call him Andy, and mm. like when, at the beginning of shooting and stuff, people will be like, "Oh, Jim, like when are you gonna do this?" And he's like, "Who's Jim?" Um, like I'm, I'm Andy like why the fuck are people keep talking to me like I'm this other guy and, and as it goes on then he becomes Tony Clifton and he like turns up 
maybe drunk. He's always got like booze with him. Oh, he's but... definitely drunk. I'm pretty certain he's drunk. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then, but it's just so like, you'll never, it's great because you'll never, like with Andy Kaufman, you're never totally sure whether Jim Carrey is having a breakdown or whether he's just putting it on <laughs> or whether he's just like so, he's like, you're kind of like, well, he just likes fucking with people. Mm. Um, and um, in the documentary, he, he, when he's Tony Clifton, he like, turns up in a car and like drives this sports car sort of into the side of one of the studio buildings and stumbles out and he's got like a paper bag over his head yeah. so when he hasn't got makeup on as Tony Clifton he like doesn't want to look like Jim Carrey and stuff and people <laughs> were just like getting really frustrated and upset with him and um but uh it's so fucking good though like yeah it's, there... a, it's a yeah it's a fantastic documentary it's really interesting um they intersperse bits of um, like a proper um, sort of chat with Jim Carrey now. Hmm. So you see Jim Carrey now and he talks about like, you know, and he can talk about it really vividly about mm. how he was feeling when he was, uh, you know, filming it. And it's it was almost like a bit of a cathartic experience for him. Yeah. But then also it kind of consumed his whole life because he almost sort of lost who he was as a person. Um, but then again, it was also an escape for him. It's yeah, it's really it's, it's quite sad actually. It's a yeah. sad documentary. Um, but the the amazing thing with um, the whole sort of uh, uh, Tony Clifton thing is that you know they often um, I think um, you're right that you, you, even in the when they were filming it, there's a bit where it's Jim Carrey uh, is often obviously Tony Clifton, but then the other guy Bob Zamuda yeah. is is actually dressed up as Tony Clifton and you don't realise you think yeah. it's Jim Carrey. So again, you're entirely right. They, they kept sort of playing with like, who is it? Who's, yeah. It's in, in real terms, it's like MF Doom. Uh, you know, you didn't know <laughs> yeah. if you were getting MF Doom turning up to a show. Just a guy uh, with a mask on. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. So, because uh, um, yeah, Tony Clifton, he, because um, we really like Comedy Bang Bang and um, he, um, fuck. He, yeah, he was on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang with Ben Schwartz, who yeah. um, it's like John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, and he's really funny on it. But he is he's Tony. It's obviously well, it's not obvi- obvious, but you sort of looking into it, it's Bob Smuda, Um Although he'll never say that it's him, kind of thing. But people like Mark Maron mm. sort of alluded to it, and a few other people. And it's sort of one of those like known but unknown kind of. Um, like showbiz kind of things and he's really funny but all his jokes are like super offensive and he's just like kind of horrible um, and he was on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast like promoting um, that he was doing like a mini kind of run of shows um, in LA I think um, yeah. and a few podcasts later like Ben Schwartz is back on Comedy Bang Bang and he's like oh I went to the Tony Clifton thing he is unironically mm. racist <laughs> <laughs> he was like really he's like yeah um, that guy is yeah he's not a great guy um, but yeah he's quite funny but like Mark Maron like interviews Bob Zamuda and then Bob's like oh if you want I can like set you up like he's like I think he wants to maybe be Andy Kaufman because um, he He's like, I'll I'll set you up an interview with Tony. Like, if you meet me um, at like this bar or something, where Tony's like, um, it's roughly the same time because Marin like meets him wherever these LA shows are happening. And, yeah. Um, and then he goes there and interviews Tony Clifton for like twenty minutes, and he's just like a bit of a douchebag. Um, but he's like, oh yeah, like Bob couldn't make it, so you know it's just me. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll play along a bit. Um, <laughs> so but then again, I kind of understand it now after watching that documentary. Yeah. It's you great. Know, I mean, I do so. like. I love that kind of thing where they're just like, we just like 
Um, it's not like with Andy Kaufman. It's not even like you know the two or three of us are in on this joke, and I'm going to do it to make you laugh. It's like Kaufman's like the only one who's in on, in it. on it. Yeah, um, yeah. And like, I think a lot of some people kind of I don't know like bored that a little bit, but um, I do really like it. So Luke, you were uh, in the last uh, podcast, and I started talking about. Uh, the Xbox, the new one, and uh, you cut me short. Um, Did I? You said you wanted to wait until this episode. So uh, please tell me more about the new Xbox. You need, uh, I forget what it's called. Xbox, <laughs> Xbox S- One X. Well, that's the first thing you need to know about it. it has a shit name. The second <laughs> it thing about it. The second thing about it is it doesn't have any good Jurassic Park games, so I wouldn't bother. <laughs> really, no, no None. Jurassic Park. No, games. yeah, no. zero out of ten. Uh, that, that, that's, uh, that, that sounds awful then I'm not interested yeah no it, yeah if you've you got you sound down no I'm not down <laughs> I'm not down it's no it's, it, do, it does exactly what it says it would do um, so it's obviously uh, 4k uh, some games run at 60 frames per second uh, HDR console um, and it is a beast and the games that I've played um, are look fantastic uh, so Assassin's Creed Origins looks great uh, Forza 7 looks amazing um, yeah. and they've also gone back and patched um, several existing games as well so Bethesda have done quite a few there's a patch for Dishonored 2 there's a patch for Fallout 4 and it all looks good it all looks really really good um, yeah. and I think even on a uh, if you're using a 1080p screen as opposed to a 4K um, you get the benefit of super sampling so um the image does look better either way. Plus, you still get the faster, obviously, the faster frame rates and that. But um, from what I've seen, what we've played, we've, we've watched um, 4K movies on it, and yeah, it, it it does it works great. That's all I can really say about it. Really, I think if you've got a 4K TV, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you? So, what movies have you watched? As in, is it just streaming, or have you watched an Ultra HD yet? Uh, we did stream actually. Now you mention it, so I think the quality would probably be even better with a actual disc. Um, but I need yeah, to try that. Streaming's so. not as that as good as no. I mean, it's a bit. I, mean, I don't want to say gimmick because because uh, it does look much better. Don't get me mm. wrong, but to really get the full capabilities from it, um, often a Blu-ray uh, looks better. Yeah, Blu-ray can look better than even 4K Netflix. Yeah, so, definitely. You're right. You um, are right. Because of the bit rate. So I think yeah. it's definitely, uh, you know, there's a lot of Ultra HDs that are being released now. And I reckon it's worth maybe picking up one, even if you could rent it, and just see, you know, how good does it look? Does the colours look decent? Yeah. You know, does it, I, I know it's not as big a jump uh, as SD to HD, but yeah. I think um, it would be interesting to see what you think. Because it is a powerful beast, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing. I, it is. I, it is know, a powerful it, beast. Yeah. It's a god. It's noisy. No, no, it's silent. I don't know why. I just think that all these powerful machines, like the PS4 Pro, which I, I haven't got yet, but I, I'm going to get, uh, and that, I just feel like they're going to be really noisy because for some reason the, the old PlayStation, well, PlayStation 4, the, the, the original, was so noisy. Oh my god, it sounds like it's going to take off. Uh, <laughs> That's know, like the old um, Xbox 360. My old Xbox 360 used to sound like a 747 that was on final approach. Oh my god, so, I know. And it's like that. And you're like, you're trying to. I've, I've played before the Walking Dead game, you know, the Telltale game, mm. and sometimes I'm like, I can't hear what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the, it's like fighting the PlayStation, the noise. 
So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, if it, I, I've heard the PlayStation 4 Pro is quieter than the, uh, the original PlayStation 4. Yeah. So uh, I, I wouldn't mind picking that up and uh, you know, sit because for me that would be a, a real selling point, sadly enough. But yeah. It's actually quieter than the you know than the original. Well, I've got the PS4 Slim, uh, which is obviously the revised model from what you've got, and I must say I don't notice the sound. I don't. It's never been an issue. Where I'm like fucking out things loud. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I can't speak for the PS4 Pro. One assumes it's quite quiet as well, but yeah, the Xbox One X is very, very quiet. Very clever quiet. stuff. It weighs a fucking ton as well. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's a bit of a beast. It um, is a bit of a beast. Yeah, I, I certainly think. Um, I think we'll see the most of it in the next couple of years. Yep. Um, uh, because obviously, games at the moment, like you said, even where they're patch games, uh, and obviously some of the PlayStation, you know, some of that is. You know, not really utilising that tech yet, and I think you're going to get some games that are going to look really good on it. Um, yeah. You know, even better than they do at the moment because they're going to be designed with that in mind. Yeah. Uh, I know you can't design one game just for one console, but you know, I, I could see it going the route where they really, they really throw a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I and, mean, and the more powerful one. You can see the difference, like when you've got titles like Forza Seven was like an Xbox One X like launch title, if you will, and was built. Yeah that game was built with that console in mind and it does look um, you know better than some of the stuff that's been patched I mean stuff that's patched so it's great but you can tell when it's been built sort of from the ground up um, yeah it, definitely it does look good it does look very good um, and more importantly anyway I mean just the frame rate is just so good like you know steady steady 60 but if you check out um, Digital Foundry's YouTube channel because they do like super in-depth and out tech analysis of how well stuff runs uh, so if you want to get really geeky about it, you can. But I love oh, that wow. channel. Yeah, I love that yeah, channel. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds definitely something that I'd be interested in. Yeah, they um, do. They do a lot of comparisons between the One X and the PS4 Pro, um, and you can see like the differences like side by side, and they properly explain it. So yeah, really, really good stuff. You should absolutely check that out if you're like on the fence. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to get a PlayStation 4 Pro. It's whether at some point I get an Xbox, and, uh, you know, the, the new the one. one. Whether, whether, maybe I'll do it. Uh, maybe I'll do it. Um, maybe next year when it's gone down in price a bit. Well, to really throw um, a curveball at you, if you're more interested in watching 4K movie, if you say if you've got your PS4 Pro for your 4K gaming, the Xbox yep. One S will is a 4K um, Blu-ray player. Yes, I know. Yeah. So, oh, the, oh, so wait a minute, I've got confused again. <laughs> is the is the super-powered one? No, the not super. So the no, X. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Terrible name of convention. No, the the S is now the standard model. That's basically okay. like the OG Xbox One, uh, but okay. in a revised chassis, internal power brick, and supports 4K. Um, God, movies and stuff, uh, yeah. but not gaming. Um, the Xbox One X is the more obviously is their sort of uh, premium I think, console. I, think, I know what I'm like, and I'd have to go premium. There's no way. I'd <laughs> no. Because then I'd always be like, oh, it look even better. Frame wave would look even nicer, you know. Yeah. So it's odd, isn't it? Because I think the, the, the original, well, not the original, but the, the, the normal PlayStation 4, not the Pro, does have HDR support. It does, yeah. Um, which I thought was quite strange. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they ended up putting it across all, all the consoles, uh, which you'd have thought they'd have left just for the Pro as a selling point. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially, I mean, I don't know, I've not seen a 1080p TV with HDR. Maybe yeah. that's just me. They all seem to be HDR seems to be on the new 4K screens, but maybe that's just a, a selling point. But it's weird, I, isn't I, it, that they I could? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is just a 4K thing. It's weird um, that they could patch in HDR support with with a firmware update on the PlayStation. It's great, but 
Yeah, it is. I'd be like, oh, that's not something. Good it actually is. Yeah, yeah, it's not something you thought would be possible, but yeah, some clever engineering there. Um, Tom, I want to ask you. Uh, mm -hmm. You, I believe, <laughs> actually own an Xbox. I do, yeah. Xbox One S. <laughs> yeah. And uh, have you actually done anything with it yet? I have finally done all the updates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two weeks later. <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. downloaded a terabyte of data. Oh yeah. So I downloaded Fallout 4, and then uh, a couple of nights ago, I was like, "Oh, this is the first night where I can play it. I've got like four or five hours. I could just completely like get into it." And I turn the Xbox on and I didn't realise <laughs> you have to install the, the game after you've downloaded it so I was like oh cool so I uh, that night how long did that take? that took about two hours so what? That, by, by that point I was like I'm going to bed <laughs> fuck I can't, I can't start Fallout at fucking 10 o'clock at night two hours? yeah I thought you've already got a game I mean if you're installing off a disc if you turn off a disc, it's probably 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah, um, but, what, is that, but if you've already downloaded it, why is it... I think yeah, that's, that's quite strange. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I downloaded it, and that took... it. Took, I think it took less time to download it than it did to install it. And then by the time I'd installed it, I couldn't be bothered to play it. And then the next day, I was like, okay, I'm just going to play it for a couple of hours. And um, I got really into it. And I just did. You haven't played it, have you, Josh? No. No. So there's the first. It's like every like game ever made. You know, it's like got the basic kind of. These are the controls. This is like how to interact with people. Blah blah blah. And um, the story's really good because you start off um, like before like the nukes go off. It's obviously a bit oh, different cool. from the other ones. That's really cool. So you like adjust in your normal house, and you get in the Fallout shelter and stuff, and then. Um, it like freezes, it like cryogenically freezes you. Spoiler alert! Mm. <laughs> I think we can do that for a, a two and a half year old game. <laughs> yeah. Hot takes yeah. on a two year old game. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, when you wake up, it's like two hundred years in the future. So it's the same sort of premise as the other one and all the other yeah. two. And then, um, you leave like your little area where the vault is and your old like life was and stuff like that. And then you go to like the first like little village and then meet some people and then do a mission for them and then take them back to where your original house is and that's like your kind of main base like Megaton kind of was or that kind of thing in the first in Fallout 3 and um and I was like oh, okay this is pretty good and then the thing that really appealed to me which I think would to you as well was the like building all the structures and um your little bases and headquarters so I just got completely into that uh, but then it was like getting on so I was like oh, I better go to bed before I really like switch I was kind of in that like in between I could just stay up and play this for 36 hours straight or yeah. I could go to bed now and uh, <laughs> like, I, I think if you didn't have a wife and a child I think you would uh, yeah absolutely I, I definitely like got a taste and I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah get right back on it but, uh, but yeah it's good and then I, I and then Beth was out yesterday so I was like oh cool I'm going to play it again switch on the Xbox and Fallout 4 needs updating <laughs> I was like come on guys <laughs> I was trying oh, to fucking man. play the game man and, uh, that's really. I know. I hate when it comes up with the update. Yeah. Oh, so want to play one game of that. I know. So since Black Friday, when was Black Friday? Two, two weeks ago, wasn't it? I'd managed to play Fallout for about four and a half hours, and I've tried several times, but it was really good. I fucked around with like the 
headquarters in Sanctuary for a bit again and then went and did another couple of like exploring kind of missions and that was really good but I'm glad that I got it and uh, definitely yeah it's good I mean I don't I think what you were saying about the Xbox One X compared to the S uh, I mean the S is great for me mainly because it was on sale and I can play Fallout again uh, yeah um, but yeah I mean you know I'm, I'm not like massively into um, like the 4K kind of stuff because I've got a shit old TV so um, but I think yeah I don't think I mean whatever you got whether it's uh, PlayStation Pro or the Xbox One X or both I think you'd be pretty happy yeah definitely like um, a good step up from the 360 especially the old 360s that we had we had to turn them all with a stick yeah, old sticky. Yeah, it was like a lottery whether it would load up. Yeah, it was terrible. We had to like it happened with the um, remember the chipped Xbox that um, I had that I got off James. Yeah, uh, like the original Xbox. I yeah, think the original that. Xbox. But, um, but yeah, with that, it was like classic like technology kind of um, like quirks where with that one the disc. Um, like the eject on the disc tray was like a bit dodgy so you had to um i got it down to like a real science of like turn it on hit it on the top and then just when it you know when it like makes the first whirring noise like on the cd drive um and that's how you got the, <laughs> the cds that's out when, that's when you knew that you were in flavor town <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah with the xbox 360 we had yeah it would just wouldn't turn on or, or it would turn on but then it would just do the would just do a white screen or it would just say xbox 360 and then nothing would ever happen no i can't remember i just think it wouldn't load the disc that was our main issue yeah so what would happen is i think uh, oh was it turning it off no it wasn't your right it was turning it off and then you'd try it it was just going to and yeah. then we'd have a and then eventually when it worked it was like so good it wouldn't <laughs> have been that difficult like that's how poor it was yeah. you know, it shouldn't have been that difficult to just want to play Call of Duty I know, um, I know. but yeah it, it could be that for instance yeah we'd be trying it for like 20 minutes and something worked it yes we could play it finally it was great yeah. but yeah we were just so late time. I mean I don't think we were that lazy because it was fucking annoying to like have to sit by the Xbox so we had like a long it's like a three or four foot long like metal rod that we found somewhere I think it was like part of an old curtain and um uh, no, so, I think it was yeah it was something wasn't it oh yeah or like the inside yeah. bit of a wardrobe like the hanger <laughs> like, so Josh would sit on the sofa and then just poke the on button with a stick and then no it didn't work <laughs> all I'm going to say is Tom bought the most uncomfortable futon <laughs> it was the worst futon I think. It, it was basically from a charity shop the equivalent of a charity shop and it was made of like it basically looked like it was made from two wooden pallets oh yeah with like a you know with, with like a cushions on it we probably got it for next to nothing I think it was and, a oh, tenner it, it was awful it would just slide down all the time <laughs> there was no ties on the back I think they're supposed to have like these ties that ties it to the wooden pallets bit but it, we didn't have those because it was like shit and old so it would just after maybe two hours like you would just have to get up and like oh. re-pad out the food time oh man and it was yeah the room just sank yeah oh that's good times weed uh, yeah. sorry <laughs> that in conclusion <laughs> Xbox One X good food times not so good food and scummy Xbox 360s not good
Yeah, so a while ago you were telling us that you were playing Little Nightmares, Josh? Yes, and yes. That, yeah. Fan. Curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I don't think you haven't played it, have you? No, no. Well, I knew Tom hadn't, because it's not no, Fallout yeah. 4. <laughs> <But> the, um, <laughs> it's not Fallout 4 or an update page. <laughs> exactly, or a dashboard. Um, no, so, yeah, I, 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 I bought it a little while ago when it was for sale. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's quite similar to... Uh, yeah, well, not similar as in the same sort of theme, but uh, Inside. Have you played Inside? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and li- and well, Limbo I think was the original, and then Inside yeah. was the sequel. Um, and it, that's what attracted me because I really like Inside. Um, it's a really good sort of. I don't. I wouldn't even call it a platformer. It, it, it's sort of a, a side-scrolling. Two point five D thing. Puzzles. Yeah, I never know how to sort of, you know, what to solve yeah. those games because they're not platformers in the traditional sense. Um, but yeah, little little nightmares is great. I mean, I think it's quite short. It shows how little I play games now that I managed to eke it out over weeks. <laughs> um, you know, and I've played little bits of it, but I think it's quite nice to do it that way. Um, but no, it's really good. It's it's you know it's got some it's got some uh, quite sort of nightmarish scenes. You know, really. And, uh, certainly, yeah, certainly the first the first boss. I think I think it would be uh, is this weird sort of creature with really long arms. Um, and it's just it, it it really is quite freaky for what what a viewers I mean, I wouldn't say it's not it's definitely not a kids game really? um, <laughs> no it's it? definitely not a kids game I mean there's like you'll be walking along and you can see the bottom of someone's feet and you sort of look up and it's quite obvious this guy's like hung himself so oh really so, yeah yeah it's quite dark in places so is it a horror game then yeah it's kind of a horror platform type game yeah it definitely is I mean it's you know it's like it will make you sort of uh, if someone like suddenly sees you it will make you scream a bit like, <laughs> you know try and get away but um, I mean this is why it's a bit of an odd one because it, it does look sort of horror but I think like I said the sort of hanging bit what, what was funny is that someone I someone I work with uh, they they bought it for their son I think mm. um, and they didn't really I mean they're a gamer but they t- they started playing it again recently and he was like oh shit I didn't realise it was like quite dark <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was like I mean my son loved it but you know uh, you know he's obviously uh, maybe he'd have set, you know had second thoughts if he'd known it was uh, maybe a bit dark um, but no it's great it's um, it, it's just a lot of fun it's not I wouldn't say it's difficult but no. it's enjoyable um, I think there's some DLC as well oh really so add a couple, I think that will add a couple of levels to it so what's um, what's the premise? What's the story? So who are you? Well, again, I can't really. Well, I can tell you who we are. I, I don't know if I can tell you the story because we've worked it out yet. Um, but it, it's one of those sort of games where you sort of just go with it. But yeah. you are you are what in essence I think is a little child mm. uh, in a sort of yellow rain mac, mm. um, and you've got a lighter uh, which you just use just to be able to see in the dark at times. Um, but I think you you do also use it to like um, I, I, again I don't know if they're properly checkpoints because then I don't think they are but they're you know like uh, little things to collect on the way mm. um, so there's like candles and things to light with the with the lighter that's about the only other thing you use it for but um, there's also there's these like weird little gnome things that are running about uh, but your the idea of it is just to not basically get seen by this by these like series of monsters okay. or to try and get away from it and you sort of go between each level so I, I, I mean based on the title I'm assuming I'm in like a dream or something mm. um, but it's difficult to explain there is no standard narrative this is what it is I mean. cool yeah and you just you know you just keep going and you know you just keep 
uh, beaten whatever challenge, but I mean the challenges really aren't difficult. I mean it's not like a game where you're like, oh god, I'm stuck for so long. Yeah. Um, you know, and and inside was like that as well. I thought Limbo was mm. a lot harder, uh, but inside I really enjoyed. I mean again, that's more about the experience rather than about that you one. know yeah. uh, uh, really difficult puzzles. Um, I mean, I, I can tell you a game that has really difficult puzzles, and that's The Witness on the... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I haven't played that, actually. Yeah. Now, that is good, uh, but again, that's the sort of game which, after a while, you just want to smash your head against the wall, because yeah. it's that difficult. Um, the puzzles are so hard. Mm. So, again, there's a, you know, it, sometimes it's not, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to play that, because it's just going to stress me out too much, but yeah. it's quite nice to play a game where you're like, I could beat it. <laughs> Challenge me a little bit. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's worth checking out. Um, what is that, Tom? Xbox? Hmm. I think it is. Um, it's, yeah, well worth checking out, especially if you can get it in a sale. Um, I'd definitely, definitely try and buy it. Cool, um, I will see do. See what you think. I will do. Sounds like my sort of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think uh, Tommy, you'd enjoy it as well. Yeah, what was it again, called again? If you don't get too many, uh, Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares, cool. Uh, and the other you one you were talking about with the hard puzzles? Uh, that's called The Witness. The Witness. <coughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's very different. Uh, although I would recommend that, uh, I would if you have a lot of time on it. <laughs> yeah, once I've completed um, Fallout Four, I'll um, <laughs> be looking yeah. for a second game. Yeah, Little Nightmares definitely first because you'd be able to complete that pretty quickly. Nice, very good, cool, cool. sweet. Um, cool. I guess if you want to get in touch with us, we I've been checking our um, uh, listener stats on Audio Boom, and uh, <laughs> we're not there quite good for like, a podcast that's only on six episodes um, but we do I, I feel like we keep getting the same few like maybe 30 people because it all downloaded a little behind the scenes for everyone <laughs> it, oh. all, like, it all like downloads the day after or the day I put it out like about 30 like downloads all at once so I feel like people are just subscribe to it and getting it if you're one of those 34 people that subscribed please get in touch <laughs> Just let us know you're alive. <laughs> if you're a bot, then pretend that you're a human being. <laughs> yeah, if you're a server farm, please reach us on at the Villainet. No, at, God damn it. <laughs> this is why no one gets in touch. <laughs> yeah. This is an ongoing joke that is not even a joke. No, yeah. it's not, yeah. Reality. Yeah, you could, if you're right, yeah, you can reach us at the Villainaires podcast at gmail.com or at the Villainaires on Twitter. And that's it. I couldn't be bothered to do a third thing. Uh, so you bots and server farms out there get in touch and uh, send us some bitcoin apparently (laughs) (laughs) apparently bitcoin's pretty good is it? I thought it was in the pan at the moment no I was listening to a podcast today where they're talking about all the old cryptocurrencies Josh will know about these because you're a money man you're a billionaire he works in bank (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know, uh, the Bitcoin's very bullish this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bull market. <laughs> uh, but anyway, send us some Bitcoin. Send us some, uh, is it Ether? What's the other one? I can't remember. Fuck it. Anyway, see ya. <laughs>